happy wife, happy life pops into my head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like unpacking the meaning behind that could be beneficial, which I think is pretty much what we're going to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, though, is typically when I hear a man make that statement to me, it's almost like he's making that statement in the form of mm-hmm. just give up, give her what she wants, yeah. and your life will be less sad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey, guys. Welcome to the pod. Today, we are going to discuss what it means to put your spouse first. Now, a lot of us have an idea of what that means once we get married, uh, but it doesn't always play out that way in our minds. So Brian and I, and I are going to just talk through some some points and then our experiences with those points or topics and what works for us, maybe what didn't work or what we thought would work that we may have changed our mindset on. So please listen up and enjoy this episode. So Brian, your spouse is the love of your life, the person that you consider the most. Yes, sir. So when you hear, I'm going to put my wife first, when you hear someone say that, what pops in your mind? I think that, like I was telling you earlier, happy wife, happy life pops into my head. Mm -hmm. And I feel like unpacking the meaning behind that could be beneficial, which I think is pretty much what we're going to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, What I will say, though, is typically when I hear a man make that statement to me it's almost like he's making that statement in the form of Mm. just give up give her what she wants and your life will be less sad (laughs) 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 right yeah Yeah. um but then they say it with a smile on the on their face like they're like mildly joking but with some seriousness to it as well. So as a youngster going into marriage, thinking like, all right, can you actually explain that to me? What do you actually mean? And more times than not, legitimately, they'll just tell you like, just give her what she wants, man. Just say yes. Yes, dear. You get the old yes, dear. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I've actually had someone say that to me, like just learn to say you're sorry and yes, dear. And you will be okay. <laughs> and then I think about what about my desires and my wants? And right. Is it truly just give her everything she wants? And, you know, I, I'm going to be happy for doing that. Right. It, so my thing is, once you actually get into the spirit of what a marriage should be, and you learn that giving of yourself to your wife is actually going to pay off and get you the things that you want, because she's going to do the same thing in return, probably better than you can. Right. My experience, it does tend to work out. Yeah. Once you say happy wife, happy life, my wife hates that saying. Does she? <clears throat> yes. In all of our counseling, she's I hate it. That's probably one of the things she doesn't say she hates many things, mm-hmm. but she is adamant about that saying being trash, basically. Because just like you said, it's more so 
because she doesn't feel that her or any wife should just be given what they want because at the end of the at the end of the day they're trying to just like you said do the same thing for us Mm -hmm. so they want to know what we're thinking what we're feeling they want us to have an opinion at least to hear it they might not agree and go on with you may move forward and just like in any relationship you if there's a better idea or whatever you do that but she does not like that just lay down as a husband and just say yes dear and whatever so um, i just thought it was funny that you said that and because we hear that all the time as husbands um and i i guess yeah it would be good to unpack it but i like you and i think as we unpack it'll make a little bit more sense if we reframe what that means and it really does mean put your spouse before yourself in essence and sometimes that does come with yes dears and sorries attached to it and that's just the thing but i think what my wife is saying is she's i don't want you to start there I don't want you to start at the yes, dear. I don't want you to start a fake apology. Like, right. I want it to be, let's have a conversation. And then after that, if if you see it my way, amen. But I might see it your way, quote unquote, the your way, my way, because marriage is about winning as a marriage, not about winning individually. And I think it's the communication aspect of it. She wants to have communication and we tell every couple have dialogue about this before someone just concedes. So right. that's my take on that. I I am I'm in the middle of the road between the happy wife, happy life, because sometimes there's effort and I don't want to always put in the effort. If at the end of the day it's a good idea, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll just be honest about that one. But yeah, that might have been a tangent. Ah, but hopefully we'll have her on and she can talk through that. There you go. That's a good with idea. The guys. Good yeah. idea. All right. So the first thing we have on the list here is time. What specifically did you want to talk about as far as time goes? Time, when I was thinking about time, it was more so, and I think everything, all of these will start with expectations that you have mm-hmm. to communicate. Because if you say, before you get married, play golf four times a week, and then you're all of a sudden married, you're in this marriage and your wife wants time with you, she may say something about that four times a week, those golf items, if you're playing 18, four times a week, like, <laughs> there is times that you're not going to be with her. It's just flat out. It's just how life goes. Opportunity cost. So she may mention, she may want a couple of those days. That's putting so, it nicely. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she may mention it. How do you feel? First, you have to address that's a different time commitment. That's another person that you have to consider. So in putting that first, if you have a conversation, you can work out a deal. You know what I mean? Some people will say, oh, happy wife, happy life. That means now I can't play golf. And you just give in and then she's happy. You're not happy. You're resentful every time you walk by your golf clubs and that type of thing. Or you walk by your favorite country club, whatever. So you don't want to get into that where you just concede and then you're resentful. But time, something like that's what I was thinking more like the actual things that you like to do that are good for you, that give you joy but you may not be able to do as much of because you want to have time with your spouse or you want to learn an activity that she likes to do, that type of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I got out of it is you don't have to live in the extremes, right? You don't have to live on the, I'm only going to golf because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have my way and then flip it all the way to now I can't golf anymore. There has to be a a happy medium in order for the uh, relationship to be 
an actual give and take. So that's what I got out of it. Now, when I think about time, you, in your example, equated it to golf, right? But for me, it's golf and work and friends, all those things take time mm -hmm. away from your family. So you definitely have to be upfront about not only what her expectations are, but what your expectations are. I hear you saying that. So when you have those conversations and you are able to come to an agreement, then it's like making a budget it gives you freedom to spend the money. This gives you freedom to spend the time because Absolutely. you've made the agreement that Absolutely. I'm allowed to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, we agree. This is our agreement. This is how I'm going to spend my time in this area. This is how I'm going to spend my time in this area. And now I'm free to choose when that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it definitely frees you up to be okay with whatever your golf outings are or whenever you're going to hang out with friends. But also it allows you to be, be fully engaged with your wife as well. Mm -hmm. Not saying, man, I could be out on like, we hit the tee right now. Like, you know what I mean? Or I could be out with the boys, like this is our happy hour day or whatever. And thinking of those things in the background when you're spending time with your wife or anything of that nature. Yeah, that's good. So how do you, Brian, budget your time with your wife to keep it in a good space where you feel like you're putting her first or you guys have agreed on certain things? Yeah, I just let her dictate what I do. No, I'm kidding. So it goes down to communication and you're going to have your ups and downs through it, especially when you have as much on your plate as I do. Ultimately, I have to find out what what the threshold is. How much is she mm -hmm. okay with? And recently I've been trying to pull back more and more to get closer to what's acceptable for her because I spend a lot of the time out of the house and I know that she feels that she is doing a lot of the raising of the children on her own, but also what a lot of what I'm doing is trying to bring more income in. So in the way, I guess in the way I see it is in the grand scheme of things, short-term pain for a long-term win. Right. I'm not going to be out there doing all these things all the time. I'm trying to get more efficient at doing certain things so I can spend more time at home. I certainly don't golf as much as I used to, but again, it really just goes back to having those conversations with her and letting my desires be known and just balancing it with what I don't even want to say what her expectations are, but our expectations are for our marriage because right. I should be wanting to, to spend time with her. And I feel like when I did look at it the other way, I felt like I was always trying to fight and steal time away from my marriage in order to go do the things that I either wanted or needed to do. Mm -hmm. So if I change my mindset and think I want to be spending time with my wife, which is the case, but I, I think men fall into this trap that, like I said, if your wife gets mad that you're spending too much time outside of the house, that you have to steal that time away. So change your mindset to I need and want to spend time with my wife. It makes it easier to allot that time as well. And there's a point that I'm going to bring up here, and I think it is applicable. Do you ever feel like you have to ask for permission to do things? I don't know if it's, that's a tough one because I know it's not asking for permission, if that makes sense, but it's more so talking through what's, what's acceptable for that situation. Yeah. If that makes sense. And not if anything's bad, but it's like, is this good for us? Basically, if I do this, will this affect you negatively? 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or will it affect me negatively? So we have to talk through that. And at the end of the day, when you're grown, you can do whatever you want, but you just have to pay the consequences for that. <laughs> right, so right. it's not really asking for permission. It's more so, are we good if I do this? Yeah. So, so, so more, but it more could feel like that, especially in the beginning. If you're not used to communicating, it can definitely feel like that. And I think that's the point I'm trying to get to. And especially the point that you brought up as is it going to affect her negatively if you already know there's something i want to do it's going to affect her negatively i feel like in my scenario it tends to come out as asking for permission mm -hmm. right because like i i already know i'm going to get a negative response for this request no matter how you frame the conversation so i find myself saying are you okay with me doing this <laughs> is it cool if i or i was thinking about this yeah, and yeah, yeah just see what happens and then she might say yeah go ahead and you're like really right. <laughs> all right well i'm gonna back out of here while, I, <laughs> while we're in a good space yeah yeah yeah. creak the door back open are you sure because i'm right. still here <laughs> right yeah i didn't pull out yet but um right <laughs> Yeah, man. So I guess since we're on the topic, like what would be some things that we could tell guys out there? Like, here's a better way to approach this, this conversation. So, gotcha. you, so you don't feel like you're having to ask for permission. Yeah, the, the best way we're talking about just specifically the asking for permission part or just right. the time in general. Okay. And um, they kind of go hand in hand because yeah. if you're asking for permission to do something, then you're obviously... Yeah asking for time i would say as first thing have that conversation as far out as possible so if yeah. it's an event or something you want to do and wait like a month in advance have that conversation mm -hmm. before that time you're like oh i'm about to just head out to uh wherever it is she's like oh leave a plan blah, blah blah you don't want to do that especially if it's something that she may be on the fence about or whatever but yeah so first as soon as you have you can preface all the positive things about whatever that is how it makes you feel how you how it benefits you and you can talk about an acceptable time frame for it whatever that is is it two hours three hours four hours half the day whatever that is if you can find a time if it doesn't involve her where she's doing something else as well, that could also work. But I think just having expectations in general about whatever it is. So say, let's say it's golf. I'm just using that analogy. Say she has a thing about you playing golf and it being, you know, half the day when you go out with your buddies and you come back and you're tired and you don't want to do anything else the rest of the day. So in her mind, she sees that day is blown. She's not getting any time with you. So if you go and you start to show, put an effort once you get home to really spend time with her or maybe clean something, bring dinner home, something that would allow you guys to have more time together that would take off her plate, that would help. And then in the future, she would see, okay, the whole day is not wasted if he goes and then make her something to make her more comfortable with the effects once you get home from doing that activity. Mm -hmm. I think if you can find positive will help. What about you? Do you have anything? Yeah. We got into the practice of using like a family calendar. We have mm -hmm. it posted in the kitchen and like more times than not, it's not even necessarily so much having a discussion about it. It's more or less if these 
requests, right, are in the realm of the acceptable activities, however mm-hmm. you want to take. Like, we've had a discussion that, like, I like to golf, so we're, there's going to be some golf on the schedule. So your work schedule is your work schedule, and you might throw in some other things. Let's say, like, things you're all obviously going to do together as well, attending weddings, celebrating friends' birthdays, and right. you know, things of that nature. Put it on the calendar early, and then it's blocked out. Either you or she knows that time's accounted for. Now, if it puts... A little bit of stress on her because she's going to have all the kids by herself, and especially in my situation, then there has to be uh, some sort of conversation about that. But typically for us, if you put it on a calendar, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the agreement that we came to. Right. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess yeah, those are good. We'll calendar it. Do it out as, as much as possible. Show that you'll be available for her after that time. Whatever your ah, yes. outing or event is. Yeah, that that was the other thing. Typically, if we're keeping it on the golf track, I will try to schedule my golf as early in the morning as I possibly can. So rather than losing like an entire day where let's say I went at 1 o'clock, right? I wake up and I spend only a little bit of time with the family in the morning and then I head out for golf. And then that's probably typically also the hottest part of the day as well. I come home and I'm just completely spent and now it's like either dinner time or past dinner time. I go as early as I can in the morning, typically around 6.30 and then I'm home by 11. I still have the whole half of the day to spend with the family. So just planning effectively, like you said, around what you're trying to accomplish so you still can give your family slash your spouse your time within that same day has been also very effective. Yeah, that's good. So I don't think we have anything else to touch on that because we could go for a while on that one. So the the next point we have is what does it mean to put your spouse first with your emotions? Now, for me, walking through that is I can be a bit of a hothead or if I let myself just feel everything I can be not nice or just very extreme loud boisterous so I put systems in place to be very not that and try to just take everything as a grain of salt and just be really chill so in that though it can seem like I'm not I don't care or I'm not emotionally available. So with that being said, that was a life thing for me, though. So being married, having to work on being vulnerable with your spouse was definitely a thing for me or to talk through that. So putting your spouse first emotionally is basically putting yourself out there to me, putting yourself out there, being uncomfortable. In my experience, that is something that a wife wants from her husband, literally every couple that we've counseled. We can never say, oh, he's giving too much emotion. I've never heard that. Not to say that it doesn't happen. It's just not my experience. So how do you feel about that? And what do you think giving to your, putting your spouse first emotionally, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I, in the same boat, ultimately, it's been something that I have to constantly work on is making myself more emotionally available to her because I can come off as very robotic. And it's ultimately been my training as a young man is to just, when you get upset about it, not to show that you're upset about it because it's like you're giving away your leverage. We've been taught this through sports. We've been 
taught this. I've, I've been taught this through martial arts. Like, look, I mean, once in a while, you're going to get smacked in the face. Mm-hmm. It happens. You can either show them that you're hurt or you can come back at them harder. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how do you not carry that into that, that lifetime of learning in that manner? How do you not carry that into right. your marriage? So it's been a process for me to be able to try to talk through my feelings because like you said, that's what she wants to hear from you. So she can then understand how to interact. And I've had to work my way through not feeling like I'm being attacked in moments like that. Like inherently I know that I'm not, but emotionally it feels like, why are you coming at me? <laughs> right. And yeah. when I don't like it, it compounds when I don't give her any feedback. Right. Yes. In, in the form of now she is going to do whatever she can to force me to talk and react because if I'm just sitting there, whatever, I think we've alluded to this before, trying to process my thoughts and just being very unreachable, I'll say, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. coming off as unreachable. then. Things can get extreme really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely poking the bear for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's good. I think the, the feeling of why are you coming at me is that uncomfortability. Mm-hmm. When we feel uncomfortable, we try to guard everything and feel safe because it is vulnerable. Yeah. And that is definitely something that our wives want from us all the time, especially, I feel like, especially early on when they're trying to really figure us out early on in the relationship mm-hmm. or when things, when there are life events that change, they're trying to figure out like, how do you feel about it? What's going on? And if we're not giving what they want, then that's not really putting them first. It's more putting ourselves and what our comfortability above what our wife's needs. So I think that's definitely important to think about and figure out how to manage and how to give her, realize that's happening and then be able to open up enough to give it to her. Because sometimes we're not realizing that's what she wants. We may see it as being attacked, like you said, but the sooner we can flip that and be like, oh, she's not attacking me. She just wants me to open up. Yeah. So let me do that. And then it usually ends well in my experience. But one thing I wanted to talk about was her emotions and her being vulnerable how do we how do we as husbands guard that space and give that space because in like i said in my experience the woman is more vulnerable and more emotionally intelligent or in tune Mm -hmm. and they be and they're more willing to show what their emotions are so how do we take that and not either shut her down or shut ourselves down in the midst of all that because we're not comfortable with that situation. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes. So this is also something that I've been working on and I think it goes back to mindset. I had to start putting myself in the mindset that whatever she's feeling is okay. It's, and I say it's okay for her to have whatever feeling she's having. Mm -hmm. You as a man cannot take her feelings personally, Mm -hmm. all right? So if you then get into that mindset that what she's thinking or how she's feeling is not a personal attack to you, then it is easier for you to accept the things that she might say to you through her feelings. That's good. Now, once you're able to get there, it's easier to have a conversation 
a level-headed conversation and I think respond in a more appropriate manner. And now I'm speaking from experience, from my experience. I used to, when my wife would try to speak to me through her feelings, again, going back to I would feel attacked and then I would immediately go on the defensive. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in the frame of mind of just let her say what she has to say because if she's feeling a certain way, then it's something obviously that we need to work through. So I now tell her, look, you have the space to say whatever it is that you need to say. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm trying to think of a recent example that would help maybe better help explain the situation that I'm trying to explain, but I don't know if I can instantly recall one. But ultimately, I guess what I'm trying to say is once I got to that frame of mind, I could be more level-headed it made it actually more more easy for me to then share my feelings as well. Because once I got out of defense mode where now I might be getting angry or I might be trying to protect like my vested interest, I could more easily just share maybe my disagreement with any points that she's trying to make. Mm-hmm. I can tell her more easily what I do agree with. I can more easily get into a space where I say, I think we're getting off track here and we need to move this way in the conversation. Does any of that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes um, total sense. Because if you change your mind frame or your mindset on what your spouse's feelings are or that they're not an attack on you, then you can, you can, you're comfortable knowing that it's okay for you to feel as well because it's not a reflection necessarily on her mm-hmm. as well. I, I like that you said that everything that you just said really, it, there was a light bulb for me in that. When you look at a situation, you're both in it and dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But just like in everything in our marriage, those feelings that she has really aren't just her feelings. They're both of your, they're, they're our feelings collectively because they affect us In a way, like you said, like if she's feeling some type of way about something, we have to figure out how to work through it. That really just hit me in a different way. I don't know if I've ever heard it like that or if I have, it's just different now. But yes, those feelings that she has, in essence, you're going to work through it as a unit. Mm -hmm. So they may be quote unquote her feelings, but they really really are our feelings, basically, because obviously... If we look at that's what kind of putting your spouse first is. It's really what's the best for all of us, what makes both of us comfortable and not just considering this is what I want, this is what we're going to do, this is how she should feel, this is how I should feel. So, yeah, I think that that was awesome. And, yes, giving your spouse the freedom to feel however she wants to and giving her that space that she knows that it's okay to feel that. And once you grasp that for her you can it's easier to grasp that for yourself yeah yeah those are good it just reminded me like just practicing empathy right putting yourself in her shoes Mm -hmm. and really just for a moment trying to separate yourself from maybe even how you're feeling in the moment and just saying all right so she's telling me that she feels this way for you know reasons x y and z if i were to put myself in that situation Chances are, you know what, I would probably feel the same. And then it is, in my scenario anyway, easier to accept how she's feeling and not be like angry 
about why mm-hmm. she's feeling a certain way. Right. Because I think, like you said, far too often I would feel like this is an immediate reflection on how she feels about me. Mm-hmm. And when more times than not, it's typically how she feels about the situation. And, and it may have been something that you did to cause the situation, but it's not, oh, she doesn't love me, if you want to call that a feeling. It's she's maybe just sad or maybe just disappointed. Yeah. So that's all I got on that one. Oh, that was you dropped bombs on that one. So I'm good there. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. So I think the last thing we'll t- touch on is putting your spouse first in space, like the physical space, like how um, like, like how closet space. You- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might be a good one. That means you have three hangers. <laughs> Make it Maybe work. in my experience, I'm not the close. I'm not the close person in our relationship, but some people are. Time, are you going to physically be together? And in that space, like how close are you going to be? Does someone like to be massaged or not massaged? Does someone like to be hugged or not hugged? Like all those that physical touch aspect of it that is something that some people have to work through actually all of us really and i think it all comes back to again communication and expectations Mm -hmm. letting know what letting your partner know what you like what you expect from them and then letting them say that's either reasonable or unreasonable or they might be able to give you more all those conversations need to be had because some people depending on their personality just being in the room is good enough and I'm one of those persons just being in the room with my wife feels like we're together but her she's can we snuggle or cuddle or can you give me a massage or just just rub my back anything that is like more engaging with that so when we talk about what it means to put your spouse first like figuring those things out and then how can you work toward it even through your uncomfortability if you're not you know, what she's expecting when you start your marriage, but working toward like a middle ground to give her what she needs. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, actually, where my mind just went is we are always uncomfortable at some point doing new things. So if your spouse is telling you that there's something that she needs from you, a physical touch, and if, if you're new to that sort of lifestyle with, in my experience, with most things, Practice will get you more comfortable with it. But I can understand some people being in the frame of mind where they might think that they will always be uncomfortable with that sort of act. But I would say, number one, at least try to give them what they're asking for and try to get into the frame of mind of like, all right, so the more I practice this, the more I'll be comfortable with it. And within that, and within those interactions as well, but like you said, learning what works for them, what type of touches they like. If you want to talk about sex, like learning what type of touches and you know activities in the bed will work for them as well. Those practicing those things, talking about those things and having an open forum will make you better capable at I'll just say, you know, pleasing your wife mm-hmm. in, in whatever form, you know, you want to bracket that in. So that's initially where my mind went. No, yeah, that's good. Working through the expectations are probably the biggest, the, the two, one of the two hurdles, like you said, the actual practice of it mm-hmm. and becoming comfortable is a big hurdle. But 
if you have no idea what those expectations are, then in the moment, it can always, it can lead to an argument because you're either, you don't want to do it or you didn't know that she wanted it or she's feeling some type of way because you weren't giving it to her in that way. Like, why don't you ever cuddle me or something like that? And you're like, what are you talking about? Because I don't want to. Those things like that. I'm not a cuddler. Like, that's not what I do. Like that, that could always be in that position, especially which, even though it's not good that it happens, but it happens like when you're around other couples mm. and they may be doing one of those desires that she would have if they're really touchy or even just holding hands, like even something that could seem so trivial to as like grabbing the hand of the person that you love. If she is about, that's great. Um, but I know, I know someone who's their, their palms are really sweaty all the time. Mm. So it's really hard for them to want to hold hands. So if, if his, if his spouse, if they never had that conversation and then she's always like, why don't you ever hold hands? I love holding hands, blah, blah, blah. But he's literally, if, if like my hand will be sweaty and I won't even be able to grab my keys. So just to know like what is good and what is not. And then maybe he can do something else. Maybe it's like an arm or maybe it's just some other way that he can do that physical touch for her. So those are all, that's why it's good to have those conversations about expectations. And then you can start with what is it that I can practice to get closer to what you need and also in expectations some things you'll find oh i can definitely do that or, i'm definitely comfortable with doing that and then that just is one of those things that like you said finding a way to please your wife that's awesome yeah i like it a lot you know, i because I, I don't necessarily go into it thinking initially about what the expectation is i just play this game of figuring it out over time <laughs> most of us do though because sometimes <laughs> it's not till we're in the moment that we realize oh there's an expectation there bookmark yeah, it log that away yeah, yeah. so yeah so i would say yeah don't feel bad if you if you don't even know what you don't know because those situations haven't come up whether you're early in your marriage or you've never even taken this approach and you're a little further in your marriage just like brian said bookmark those things away and if it comes up in an uncomfortable time like maybe if you're out with people and there may be a conversation or it's just not a good space to have that conversation, just circle back to when it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe at like breakfast or the next time you guys are at dinner, you can just say, hey, I noticed you, you said you like this, but I didn't know that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Or how does it make you feel when such and such happens? Because there may be some things that are, you may say, I'm never going to do that because it's uncomfortable. But when she's, she lets you know how it makes her feel or the connection that she feels in that touch or whatever, that that could definitely change your mind yeah. as well. Yeah, because it, be, it could become more about providing that feeling for her than mm -hmm. focusing primarily on just what whatever act it is that provides that feeling. You know what I mean? So I know I want to make her feel this way. I know this act will make her feel that way. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Another thing or another thought I had as well when we were talking about like physical touch, I can only imagine that there's some people out there who could at some point learn what an expectation is, but feel awkward about initiating it. So I think that if you have that conversation about what the expectation is, you can also grant permission to have them initiate that contact. So mm -hmm. you don't have to feel so awkward about not knowing how to initiate it. So if it's hand-holding, if it's snuggling, especially in a public space, if you're not used to it, it could, I could imagine it could feel really weird to just go up and do whatever it is that that, that act is. But 
I think if you, like I said, grant the permission for them to grab your hand or take your arm and put it around their waist or whatever, whatever it is that they're wanting mm -hmm. for them to come and sit on your lap, those types of things, like to go and kiss you in a public space. If you could be or find a way to be okay with those things, then you're not only allowing them to get what they want, but it could be a form of you delivering it as well. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, really impressing on your spouse that just like more like a teach me how to type thing. You can frame it like that. I'm not comfortable. It's not something that I grew up seeing or doing. So when we have those opportunities, can you just kind of do that so I can see how that it is or whatever? So I think that's good. Just being teachable in that moment and framing it as such is definitely can get the, the awkwardness out of it for sure. Yeah, that's good. So I know we're short on time, but there is one more point that I'm going to bring up. How do you deal with the effect of your peers noticing you going out of your way to put your spouse first? Because we, as men, have in the past talked about our boys, oh, you're whipped. Right. Now, for me, I'm grown enough now where I just don't care what you think anymore, but I don't know. I know I, there was a time in my life where I would react negatively to that. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do these things in public around them because I don't want them to say something and put me yeah. down or whatever. Now, more or less, I'm like, what, jealous? <laughs> right. Right. But uh, I don't know. Do you have um, any thoughts on that? Yeah. In that setting or in that, you have to realize what's more important mm -hmm. is... It, your wife being happy and seeing that she's first in all spaces or is it your boy saying something to you about being whipped you know what i mean like <laughs> that and i think that's a maturity thing yep. um i think for me once once i got married it it mattered less it definitely mattered in the dating space mm -hmm. for sure oh i ain't whipped blah 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 but once i got married i was like listen there's a ring that I paid for and a wedding <laughs> that I paid for. Like, y'all are like, I'm invested. Like, right. y'all dropping thousands for <laughs> anything that I'm doing right now? No. Like, oh. yes, I am happy. Yes, she is happy. Yeah. Um, no, but it's really that's, it's more like a come to terms with it in your mind. And if you frame it like she's the most important and you're putting her first, that is putting her first in all situations. So I think just changing that mind frame is she's first so yes yes she's getting everything first before everyone anyone else gets anything else she's first so if that's what that looks like for you like we're happy so yeah so yeah. the only other thing i would say is take notice to who you're receiving the ridicule from Ooh, are, <laughs> right that's real good are they where you want to be probably not yeah <laughs> I mean, story. so it's real easy to ridicule someone when, you know, now I'm thinking about it, it typically happens from people who want what you have. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, and, I always remember that. Yeah. yeah and, the, and the ridicule comes in the form of sometimes just wanting knowledge. Like they don't know how to, how else to approach the subject. So they ridicule you hoping that they'll learn something when you put them in their place. It's, a, it's really a conversation starter. I'm coming at you for sure. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, that's how, how to deal with it, what you said. It's not really an action item. It's more knowing confidently, like my wife is most important. You can also obviously say something 
jokingly, like I said, about her ring or her marriage and the investment that you put in that. So your return on investment, you're trying to get your return on investment. So <laughs> you keep putting her first in that way. So yeah, like, I didn't spend such and such grand on you. So what I'm trying to say is you're not that important. Get over yourself. But also, yeah, you can take that time if it leans to teach or give a nugget. Like, yeah, I mean, she's the most important. We work towards agreements and we stick to them. And that's just what I'm doing. Especially if it comes up with a thing that they want to do, but you've already made an agreement that you're not going to do that at this time. I can't go out with y'all tonight because I have something else planned or whatever. Or even if it was a calendar day and they're like, yeah, she already had something on the calendar. Oh man, you can't blah, blah, blah. No, like we have an agreement. If it's on the calendar, no discussion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's always tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) agreed but yeah i think that's about it all right guys thank you for listening um hope you gained some knowledge um hope it just changed your mindset on how to approach your spouse and putting her first if you learned anything please like rate subscribe to the podcast leave a comment at our website marriagestougher.com you can reach out to us just give us any feedback we like to know what we're doing well what we could improve on and even what you hate So we uh, appreciate your time and we look forward to seeing you next time. So for that, I am Paul. And I'm Brian. Well, thank you guys again. Have a good rest of your day.